my friends. Welcome to Sort of Brilliant, a show where the characters are made up and Hogwarts house sorting absolutely does matter. My name is Rachel. And I'm her best friend and co-host, Lauren. Every other week, we're going to invade a fandom and determine whether your favorite character belongs in Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, or Slytherin. There's bound to be some arguments along the way. But in the end, we're always right. Well, according to us. According to us. Hello, everybody. We are so sorry. We missed you last week. That was my bad. Um, you know, just had a, a Twitter called it a addiction to crack. I don't know what I would call it, but not that. <laughs> Who gets addicted to crack? Um, anyway, <laughs> so, um, sorry about that. Uh, is everybody else going to be driven crazy by the fact that our weeks are off now? Because I will, but it's my own fault. So... Here we are, back again with the weeks now. Not me personally. I'm cool with it. Whack. Yeah, it's because you don't look at the freaking calendar. So, I don't. <laughs> so does not bother you at all. No. Uh, hello. I think. Hello. Hello. This. Um, so another reason it's kind of upsetting is that last Tuesday was 420. And <laughs> although, <laughs> although there is actually not much uh, marijuana use in Always Sunny, <laughs> we just felt like the vibe fit. So, yeah. so it's true. That was our plan, but now it's coming to you today, which is uh the twenty seventh. So Yeah, but is there like a national alcoholic today? <laughs> or is <laughs> that like a you know why would that be a celebrated thing? I don't know, there's a stoner one. Why not? Is there really? Yeah, four twenty. Let me see if there's like a national. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not actually telling you. I'm I'm kidding. I know there's national, a national beer day alcohol. is April 7th. Oh. Well, then we missed that, too. By 20 days. So <laughs> we look at that. We messed up twice. Go us. All right. Well, today's episode is worth waiting for. OK, because yeah. uh, I've been dying to talk about this. How about you? About Always Sunny? Yeah. I'm extremely excited about um, the show, the characters, where they're all sorted. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Which so is really, really yes. interesting. Yes. Also, something that we should say about Always Sunny, we kind of had this disclaimer before community, but I want you to take that disclaimer and multiply it by um, 2,000. <laughs> These these aren't good people. That's the mm-hmm. point of the show. Uh, this is a show about four trash bags human trash bags living in philadelphia um (laughs) who who um are consistently awful people and never learn from it because every consequence doesn't register to them because they are at that level of awful like that's just the show (laughs) so they just continue living life like that um and it's meant to show how awful awful people are but you know, that's the point yeah, of the show. And it, it works for us because this is all about character analysis. And mm-hmm. honestly, every house has terrible, terrible people and right. terrible, terrible qualities. You're not getting away from that if you're human. So whatever house you're in, you're going to get roasted tonight. Are you excited? <laughs> it's like is, to the highest degree. <laughs> this is not to say that every person 
mean, every house will have done these things or will ever do these things. Just if sure. you were the worst version of yourself, this is mm. the direction you would go in as a member of this house. I, I also want to say that Rachel and I are drinking for this episode because yeah. um, that also fits the vibe. So <laughs> they literally did an episode on how they... <laughs> The quarantine episode, yeah. which is also, which fits this whole, this whole thing that the world is doing right now. Um, but they think that they're all sick and it's really just the fact that they haven't been allowed to drink and they're alcoholics. So they were going yeah. through withdrawal. Um, that's an amazing episode. Danny DeVito <laughs> shaves <laughs> up all his hair and covers himself in a, in a hand sanitizer and... He just wants to be pure. I just want to be clean. It's so (laughs) gross. That's pretty much what happened to the world, though. We all all hopped up on hand sanitizer. Shaved off our hair and spread (laughs) hand. Some of us took the dentist route and just went, if I were sick, I would simply say, sickness be gone. (laughs) You know, that's not how that works. (laughs) But, hey. That's uh, what Dennis is. I would, you know what? Charlie was I, drinking alcohol from the bleach can. <laughs> Charlie drinking directly from the bleach can. And that makes sense. <laughs> no liquor involved, just straight bleach. No, yeah. there's alcohol in the bleach can. I always tell my little brother he's a weirdo like Charlie. And like, if I see bleach on the counter, I'm like, mm-hmm. you want to drink it, Charlie? You want some? I do also want to, I just, I just want to throw this out there for you to think about if you've ever seen Always Sunny and have also seen New Girl, um, not the same houses, not the same type of people, but, uh, Charlie Day and Nick Miller, there's some, there's something, somehow my brain just like. Well, they're tiny little shrill men who are insane. But they're they not, could it's so be interesting because they're not the same house, you know? <laughs> like, no, no, but they're they not. Would, but they would so, so I want that show. Yeah. Well, those two houses together make an interesting combo, too. <laughs> but we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Uh, today, what's awesome is we're talking about four characters. Yes. And what's really exciting is that they actually uh, represent all four houses, which yeah. we've never done before. No, we've never, well, we've never sorted four characters in one episode before, um, because we spoke for two hours on Dean Winchester. Uh, Yeah. Drink. All right. Okay, (laughs) new segment. Someone mentioned Supernatural. You got a drink. Thanks. All right. That's fair. But um, First Supernatural mention of the night. It's a new segment. So we're drinking anyway, but we have to, like, shoot it back if we mention Supernatural. Um, True. (laughs) But... Yes. Uh, so all four houses. We're not doing Frank. I don't know why. I, I mean, he's not. I mean, you can't. <laughs> he's not one of the main. Wait. Is he like? Is he like Chang for you? No, you, no, 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 no. You no, can no, sort no. Frank. Okay. Yeah, I could sort him. I just got to think about it for a second. But right. I haven't really put much thought into Frank. Right. It's just that uh, as integral as Danny DeVito is to the show, and as much as like he he makes some of those episodes completely, he's hilarious. Right. Uh. The main four, the OG gang, just felt felt like the right thing to do for this episode. And pushing five characters in one, it's like, ooh, that's a long time. Yeah, it is. Also, Frank is like the bankroller anyway, right? True like that. the four just go off and do their thing with Frank's money sometimes, most of the time. Yeah. So. You could be their weird little Dumbledore, I guess. I don't know. He does. He kind of like tags along and they're like, Frank, leave us alone. Um, there's a whole episode like that, I think, where he's like trying to go with them. Um, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, who would you even want to start with? 
I'm let's let's get the most obvious out of the way okay, because I'm sure Dennis. you're sitting there thinking like, hey, these guys could fit into Slytherin, all of them. Well, you'd be mm-hmm. wrong for three of them. I would argue. One, I would also argue that, but you would argue you could fit them all in Slytherin. Yeah, because you can't like in, unless you're like you'd have to be super against introspection and like character yeah. analysis to just go oh bad people Slytherin because they're not even bad in the same way. Mm-hmm. So, but no, the, that's but, why I'm saying you can't. Put right? Them all no, there. no, no. I'm but, but you were saying like somebody's sitting in the metaphorical family room. Like, what are they talking about? All these people are Slytherins. Mm-hmm. Um, no, Dennis is the clear Slytherin. Oh, clear. You've seen any episode, just even one. If you've seen 10 minutes of one and Dennis is in it, if you don't think he's a Slytherin, I don't know what you got going on in your brain. Or uh, on the opposite end of the spectrum, if you only want to see one episode in order to know whether Dennis is a Slytherin, you should watch the the Marianne Ponderosa um <laughs> murder tape <laughs> very true i don't remember what it's called um it's it's maureen ponderosa's wedding when they all get the plague and there's no, no 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 not the wedding when she dies oh, oh. When, when, <laughs> when um charlie mm. and mac make the uh the crime investigative episode yeah fair uh and much he, any episode with maureen sits there stares at the would fit without moving does what? He stares. The police camera. Is Ooh. Him. Yeah, I uh, when I first saw that episode, first of all, let me just preface by saying Dennis is my favorite character. I I, uh, I adore like this sack of garbage. Yeah. Well, I just do be loving Slytherins. I think they're hilarious. I love characters who are like without guilt or pretend they're without guilt and try to like come off like they are. I just think it's hilarious. I love that. Um, he actually is though. It's because it's like the okay. opposite of you. It's true. Yeah, okay, it's but what also, I be. here's a disclaimer. Dennis is a certified sociopath. He yeah. is genuinely a sociopath, which is not a Slytherin thing. It's a person-by-person thing, but mm-hmm. he's a Slytherin and also a sociopath. So he, Completely. <laughs> completely. Um, any pretty much bad thing that the idiot that is J.K. Rowling put into Harry Potter about Slytherins, you could apply to Dennis. I would say pretty much all of it. Like, uh, the stereotypical... Oh, the ruthless ambition. Like, he's he's insane with it, though. He he would definitely be a Death Eater. No <laughs> he, question. Yeah, he would. Yeah, he would. No question. He'd have the dark mark on his He'd, arm. like, make his own chapter. Yeah, he would. He'd be like, Voldemort, <laughs> I'm the golden god. <laughs> like, he'd try to take over and then fail. And it would be, he'd be living, like, in the forest of Albania with Peter Pettigrew, like, scavenging for food. Um, but he really doesn't care about other people like really does not care at, at all what he cares about is the reflection he really only cares about himself he thinks he's mm-hmm. a literal literal god i mean he calls himself the golden god and he means it he's not kidding yeah no it's cra- and i like i'm thinking about this as you talked about it and it, it is it's just like how do other people see him like he goes crazy if that if that um like that facade is gone if if people yeah. like realize that he's not actually like a womanizer or not actually right. like this hot guy or yeah. like something like he or like the smartest person in the room he like just goes he goes not like um you had mentioned before this about um when he's trying to sell the car 
uh, yeah, the, the Range Rover. <laughs> the Range Rover, yeah, and um, it's like a crappy car. And he's trying to sell it, and people are pointing out to him that it's, like, not the greatest car. And to Dennis, the Range Rover is the greatest car in the world. That, like, specific year and model it has to be. Um, yeah. And so he's, like, so he, like, immediately gets, like, mad and starts yelling yeah. at people about the Range Rover because they're trying to challenge him on the fact that it's not a good car. Yeah, he wa- the guy wants to buy it for his daughter. He's like, oh, a good starter car. It's, like, a 1993 Range Rover. That's good. And he's like, a starter car. A starter car? I will. Uh, this is a finisher car. Be gone from me! Like he freaks <laughs> out, and he said, uh, "Oh my, I don't even remember the full line." But he's like, "I will rain fire with the gust of a thousand winds." Like I've become unhinged, and my rage knows no bounds. And he's completely serious. He's completely serious. He can't handle it. You can't tell Dennis anything about himself, ne- anything negative about himself, or like what he finds to be a good thing. Um, yeah, that's why he his tries relationship to like, with Mac works so well because Mac yeah. is attached to his ass. So. Right, and then even when he tries to bang Mac's mom, she's not interested, and she's mm-hmm. like, "I think you're ugly. Mm-hmm. You think I'm ugly? You're ugly." And she's like, "Eh," and he <laughs> freaks out. It causes like an existential crisis. He cannot yeah. take it. Do you remember when he dyes his hair and gets like the face mask, and he's all red and his yes. hair is jet black? Yeah, she's like, "Do I look foolish?" <laughs> he's like, "Am I pretty now?" <laughs> Yeah, literally. No, there was, what was it? Was that also the episode where they were telling him that his, they were telling him something about his appearance. Like yeah. they were, yeah, they were like your your skin, something looks off with right. your skin or something like that. And so right. he kept like, he, he did he get like Botox? Something. Like, yeah, he got yeah. something like that. He got like a facial and yeah. he, uh, you know, he's all, I haven't even begun to peak. He will not <laughs> accept that he's past his prime, anything like that, because that's how he looks at everyone else, right? Like in complete and total judgment. Even his friends, which is interesting with the Slytherin, because usually with Slytherins, it's like, my people are my people. I'm going to like die for them. I'm going to do anything for my people. And he's like, I am going to keep my people under my foot and manipulate them because they are stupid and they need me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's almost, he's, uh, he's kind of a little bit li- like Jeff in that way. And yeah. he's definitely like Jeff in the way that he's like, Okay, you fucked up. So now here I am to to like lead the way into the like uh, like whatever scheme they come up with for the day. He's like, "All right, I'm here to like steer this scheme and like make sure it works yeah. correctly or whatever." Like that's Dennis. Yeah, it is. And I mean, it's just not with good intent every time. It's just like, "Oh, I have to clean up your mess now cuz you're an idiot." And then he just makes it messier because he too is an, an idiot. idiot. Yeah. 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 Um he's just really funny in the way he goes about that like coming in and taking over and cleaning up for them or whatever what he deems as cleaning up um because dennis always has a plan and it's never a good one and he really convinces himself it's a good one and Mm -hmm. sometimes he gets one over on other people but then other times he gets scammed by a timeshare guy or (laughs) he does the dennis system and petrifies a girl for her life and he's like no this is a good system this makes sense and if you don't see it (laughs) well you're an idiot Something else that's also super interesting about Dennis is, like, he does have these, like, end goals or whatever, but because he's an awful person and he's, like, not good at them, he'll reach some, he'll, he'll, he'll reach the end and it's not where he wanted to be, like, it didn't work, and he convinces himself that it is where he wanted to be. Like, which is, like, which is the story, I think that's, I think that more than anything else is the story of Dennis's life and being just, like, bottom of the barrel Slytherin that you are not able to get where you want to go and so you turn 
you turn your own skills against yourself in order to convince yourself that you're exactly where you want to be. Yeah, so, that's true. Like, like he, 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 he's probably 40s now, like yeah. 30s to 40s, still lives in an apartment with uh, his with friend who is in love with him, um, mm-hmm. which he knows, who had a sex doll of him for like, <laughs> for like <laughs> over a year, which he knew about. So he still lives with his friend. He still works in this shitty bar where the money that they make, they take from the, the till at the end of the night. Like, that's yeah. their income. He drives a 1993, like, Range Rover. He, like, mm-hmm. almost never leaves Philadelphia. They just, like, his life is shit. And yeah. he's like, I'm exactly where I want to be, even though <laughs> he puts on these airs of, like, I'm so smart. He, I think, I've, I remember several times where both he and D like hold it over Mac and Charlie that they actually went to college. Oh yeah. Or like Frank is rich, so they're like, you know, like we came from a good background or whatever. Yeah. And so like they're always hyping themselves up as like better than Mac and mm-hmm. Charlie, who are gutter trash. But then they're <laughs> the the exact same position. And and basically and basically from Dennis's point of view, he's like, I could be somewhere else if I want to, but I don't want to, which is not true because there are multiple episodes where he tries to be more. <laughs> and it's yeah. just not going to happen. No, he can't be. He tries to prove he's a five star man. Nobody wants him. And he has a mental breakdown. Um, he tries to take over their lives with like the video game. But instead, he gets uh, completely sidetracked by a vision of himself giving himself a blowjob because he's a <laughs> god. I mean, he... he when it comes down to it, he actually does think he is better than all of them. Mm-hmm. And, like, he, that's a, a knowledge thing to him. He knows that. It's not a question. Right. He's better than them. He's better than everyone. And if people don't see that, well, that makes him rage. But it doesn't change his opinion. He still thinks he's better. <laughs> and he's not going to take anybody else's vi- advice. No. Ever. No. He just... There would be no point. He's the one who has all the answers. He's the one who just knows okay. everything. I'm when like, they have that uh, therapist episode, it's he comes in with binders full of information about people, including one on D he's had since he was like case four. studies on them? Just case, just full-on research papers about everyone in the group. And he sits down with a therapist and tells her, I'm going to tell you about these guys. What's because, wrong with <laughs> these people? I've diagnosed yeah, you them. You don't even know. And she's sitting there assessing him while he's assessing her and talking about her degrees on the wall. And like, he just is like, mm, I know I have information for you. I did Mac chew on the pen you know, because he's gay. Like, and <laughs> this is what's weird. And this is, I think, why I like Slytherins. Even as terrible as they are, like as trash of a human as he is, he's he's an idiot, but he is smart sometimes. He is. He usually is, at least in that room, he's the smartest one in the room out of the gang. No, it, yeah, and it's because he puts on the attitude. Like, and also he like, I really think he does this. He makes all of them. He does have a way of making all of them dumber just by him being there. Yeah. Just like in the weird, like in the stupid way he talks, it doesn't. This is like with the Slytherins don't think the same as everybody else. He like just they all like speak stupid, but he speaks it in a different way, which confuses the rest of them so that they sound dumber (laughs) in compared. Like they you like you can watch him have like a back and forth with Mac and Charlie. And like I said, like Mac and Charlie are like gutter trash. Mm-hmm. Um, so they like speak stupid in a different dialect than Dennis does. And they go back and forth. And Dennis just comes out 
on top because he's the <laughs> one who says first I won. And Mac right. and Charlie are like <laughs> they start getting be shrilling, like, yelling, but like what they yeah. they can't do anything at that point because Dennis managed to say I won first in this like yeah. stupid off. So it's absolutely true. I mean, the one time I think I saw or that I can remember Dennis crumble a little bit, like give in, was the science episode where uh, <laughs> Mac is like, "You believe in evolution," and he goes, and Dennis goes, "Yeah, there's facts and data from scientists, Mac," and he goes, "Ah." facts and data and you've seen this data you've seen the numbers yourself or are you just having faith that it's there <laughs> and you see Dennis it goes like Dong. like he freaks out a little bit inevitably he's gonna just believe what he believes anyway like he'll right. be like oh good point you're an idiot though he's not gonna give them an inch ever his role is um abusive daddy I guess yeah Frank's the dad but is he really he's no not not in character like he's no. the daddy for he's the financial daddy, but that's it. Yeah. Dennis is in control. Dennis calls the shots. So much so that they had to get a sex doll to keep him there <laughs> because he needs to be there for the show to work. I mean, I was very upset when Glenn left. I'm just remembering that first episode when he comes back and they have the sex doll and it's Mindy Calling that they brought in to like be his replacement or whatever. And yeah. she's Obviously, she's, like, genuinely smart. Like, she's also a trash person, but she actually can direct them to, like, do schemes that work and, right. like, get them the things that they want or ever. And Dennis comes back and is basically like, I'm back now, so leave. And Minnie <laughs> Kellogg's character is like, how could you want this over me? Like, this, right. like, the, like, why would you want him? Like, you guys were doing so much better. And, like, the rest of the gang is just, like, it's... <laughs> They like don't yeah. even, they're like leave now trash lady like they're like, <laughs> like they're, daddy's home right exactly I mean that's it listen you could point to every single episode with Dennis and find something Slytherin about it there's I what are you gonna put him in you gonna put him in Gryffindor there's no way like there's no way this man it would be a Draco no, Malfoy situation he, where the hat would touch no. his scalp and he'd be Slytherin. Like, how would you put him in Gryffindor? He doesn't even yeah. try to do the right thing. Like, he doesn't even pretend. Nope. He, like, there is a running, awful, awful running joke about how Dennis goes for young girls. And mm. it's pointed out to him constantly. And he does, this is a very Slytherin thing. You don't admit you're wrong. You just kind of move on. You, oh, true. <laughs> you, you just, even though you know that you're wrong, like I do this with, I will say, I do it with Rachel all the time when she gets me and she's like, mm, actually, factually, you're wrong. I'm like, yeah. all right. And then I just go on to talk about <laughs> something else. Like I don't acknowledge the moment. We never come back to it. I never make that <laughs> mistake again. Um, I'm right every other time afterwards. But like Dennis does the same thing. Like D is constantly on him. Like you are going after underage girls. And Dennis is just like, he just doesn't not do it still. Like There's he's not even still, a response. I know. No, I'm I'm trying to think. There was a specific one where I think it was on the cruise ship. Oh, where, yeah, that was bad. <laughs> that was really bad. Mm -hmm. And that's like that's another thing on top of it. Like if you watch that cruise ship episode where he tries to hit on the girl. Yeah. They all wrote it so that it's really bad. Like it's he on purpose. Comes, yeah. No, they wrote it so it's bad. He comes off like he is going to. Go He's after a serial this killer, girl. yeah, yeah, like and sexually assault her and then kill her, and and that's also the thing about Dennis is that he genuinely doesn't hear that. No, <laughs> like he doesn't, no. and it sounds exactly like that. And then the the ship 
police or security or whatever come after him and lock him in the jail cell. And he's like, I literally don't understand what happened because yeah. she was fine the whole time. Right. So. Well, think about the conversation with Mac about the boat way before this earlier seasons where he's like, we're going to get the girls on a boat. Oh, yeah. And they're going to come to the boat and they're going to oh, have drinks and we're going to have some food and, and no we take law. them out to sea and we're going to ask them nicely if they'll sleep with us and they're not going to say no. They wouldn't say no because, because of, of the, the implications. Implication. <laughs> and, and Mac is like, Dennis, what? are it's we like, going to hurt these women? And Dennis is like, no, you idiot. It's the implication. And Mac is like, I'm not following. Are they going to die? Like, I'm not comfortable with this. And he's he's like, no, of course not. And Mac, And then... You know, he invites the girls out there. and we're not going to do anything to them, but it's the implication. He's totally fine with that. Yeah, it makes it makes total sense to him. He's like, I've got a scheme. No, yeah, no, no, no. It does. No, it's it's because it's because where that line is in his mind. It's I don't necessarily think that he doesn't think it's the right thing to do, but he's got the line where he's like, it's not wrong. I'm not saying anything. There's just a general understanding here of what could happen to girls out at sea with men. <laughs> yeah, like, correct. And he's banking on them. And this is very Veronica Mars. He's banking on them being stupid enough to go along with it. And if you're too stupid to see that it's a problem, or, then, you, you or, know. Yeah. Or in another way, smart enough to understand <laughs> that, he, that, that the implication is there. <laughs> It's the implication. And they're not going to bring their boyfriends. They wouldn't dare. They wouldn't dare bring their boyfriends because of the implication. And Mac is like terrified, but he's still in love with him because Mac, Mac's a whole other thing. There's so many things wrong with Mac. But no, yeah, Mac is, and it's so funny. We could go and we could either go from here. Charlie's a hard one. We could go to D or Mac from here on their relationship with Dennis and how they interact with him with what their house is. Let's go to D. They're related. Yeah, Dee's his sister. Exactly, they're twins. Right. Yeah, they're twins. So, oh, sweet Dee. Dee, sweet Dee. She's a fucking bird. Um, Dumb bird. <laughs> Dumb bird. Dee is a Gryffindor. So we have a Gryffindor-Slytherin um, sibling combo. And yeah. they are also, like I said earlier, they are the smart ones in the group. They went to college. Um, they always win Charity McDennis. So <laughs> even their game pieces, there are Barbie and Ken and the other yes. ones are just melted and destroyed. Because when you lose Charlie McDennis, the opposing team members get to like burn your pieces alive. Yep. <laughs> and they've never lost. Mm-hmm. They just don't lose. That's yeah. their thing. Yeah. So 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 they usually and then you've got Mac and, and Charlie who are best friends. So most of the time when they pair the characters off you sometimes get those sweet sweet combos where it's not them but most of the time i think it's dennis and d and then mac and charlie when there's a lot of dennis and d episodes yeah like, like, it's, it's when they're going for like really like big stuff yes is when they do that so like uh they got addicted to crack together they did. <laughs> and usually when they go off it's because they're doing that split of like we're the better pairing who understands more and Charlie and Matt go off, do their, like, trash people things, throw rocks at trains or whatever. (laughs) And assault children in the schoolyard. But, (laughs) but yeah, so so Dee is a Gryffindor. And when I texted, I think she is the last one that we sorted. We had the other three, and we were like, oh, my God, it's almost a full set. And I went through and watched all... 14 seasons before we did this because I hadn't watched it in a while and I actually hadn't watched the last two seasons I think 
And it's about to go on for four more seasons. So I was like, obviously, yeah. I need to get back on this. So um, so I went back and watched the whole thing, and I was watching it. And, and Rachel's a Gryffindor, and I DM'd her, and I was like, D's a Gryffindor. And she was like, what? Why? <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I, was, I was like, I'm watching these early episodes where Dennis, Mac, and Charlie are being, like, gross men or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just, like, just saying, like... And they're like, mm, it's not wrong or whatever. And Dee's like, ew, gross. You're being sexist. Like, you're being misogynistic. You're yeah. like, you you can't like treat woman that way. And then within the episode, Dee goes off and treats woman that way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but she has a moral compass. The other right, ones really she does. don't. She, yeah, she, but no, but that's the, the thing. She's the worst possible version of, a, well, I won't say that because earlier on I said that Edward Cullen is the worst possible Gryffindor ever. Yeah, but in terms of bad <laughs> no, people. In per, yeah, in terms of bad people without being so far off the scale that you are a, a Gryffindor fascist, as we like to call them. <laughs> she um, she is an everyday awful Gryffindor. And, and, and it is. It's that she, like, claims to be in the right and, like, to understand what is correct and i think i like th- i think that she out of everybody in the group considers herself to be like i don't know classy and doing the right thing oh, and yeah. like and trying to help people and she absolutely does not she will turn around in a heartbeat and will do <laughs> and will do exactly what she was telling the the three boys not to do and yeah. and that's like the weird thing about her brain too is that if she turns around and does what she told the guys not to do it's okay because she is doing it. Like, she yeah. is a woman who is obviously trying to be a good person, so it doesn't count if I do a bad thing, because <laughs> I was right. trying, and these three assholes aren't even trying, so... Of course. But then Dee will turn around on the other hand, and then you see the mommy issues come out, because she's an interesting Gryffindor. Most of them have daddy issues. She's got severe mommy issues, because she has a very, like, if you've seen Arrested Development, uh, she's got a very Lucille Bluth mom, the very, mm-hmm. like, classy, rich, white lady uh, with a tiny dog who is going to tell you what a sack of shit you are, especially in comparison to your brother, who's better. So she's got this going because on. Because he has a penis. Exactly. So <laughs> that's tough to grow up. And she also had to wear, like, a back brace. They called her the aluminum monster right. growing up. She was, like, always tall and lanky. And they make fun of her for being skinny. I mean, Dee gets shit on the most. She truly yeah, does get no, shit on she, the most. And, and all the guys continuously shit on her. Like, she's the yeah. punching bag of the group. She really is. Um, yeah. And she doesn't get a lot of, I put this in quotation mark, wins either, which is yeah. to say, like, none of the gang gets wins. That's what what I meant at the beginning, that they never get what they want, but they don't understand what consequences are, so it doesn't matter anyway. But, like, within the four of them, one of them can come out on top in the sense that all of the three of them end up in a worse position than one of them. So sometimes Dee gets a win, like when she was a teacher. Um Sure. Or like when they play Charity McDennis, like, but she gets the least wins among the gang, like out of yeah. all of them. Yeah. But she does try the hardest for a second and then it's over. Like, um, especially when it comes to her mom. And this is like a very Gryffindor thing, a parental level of influence in your life. And um, she hates her mother. Her mother has like made fun of her and degraded her forever. And then when her mother dies, <laughs> you would think that the person with the moral compass would be, you know, sad. She doesn't shed a tear. She's like, the bitch is dead. Where's the money? She's buried with the jewelry. Dig the bitch up. Direct quote. Mm-hmm. She goes to dig up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't even, like, if you haven't mm-hmm. seen this show, just mm-hmm. bear with me. What was it? Did she get, she got left the house, right? 
No, Dennis got Dennis left the house. Did? Dee got she... nothing because in the will it says you were a disappointment and I regret you. Did it really? I thought that mm-hmm. she, I thought Dennis had to give up the house for some reason and then she he was does. next in line. He does because they tried to, because remember, no, no, Frank no, isn't their real dad. The, I remember the Mexican family, but I thought. No, no, no. Before that, Bruce Mathis is their real father, right. their biological father. Right. So when the mother dies, Dennis and, I'm sorry, Dee and Frank are like, let's pretend that we're a couple so that and we right. want to adopt like yes. children from yes, other yes, countries yes. to come. Yes. And Bruce is like, well, now you've lost the house and you've lost everything. And you are going to bang your daughter <laughs> for the money. Right. You're sick. And then he's done with them, which mm-hmm. fair. But see what I'm saying? Like, you wouldn't think a Gryffindor would behave that way, but they would. <laughs> they would. You break one down enough like that. The moral compass starts to get skewed. And they can see right from wrong and they will acknowledge, you know, when they're wrong and bend. Um, But she's still going to ruin your life. She ruined Cricket's life (laughs) without blinking. Destroyed Rickety Cricket. Look at him. Look at where he starts when you watch season one, season two. He's a priest. He's got his shit together. But here's Deandra Reynolds coming in and going, we have a stain in the bar that looks like Jesus Christ and we're trying to manipulate people to come in and look at it so we get money. How am I going to get the it? one priest I know to do it? To bless I'm going to tell him I was in love with him. <laughs> and he leaves priesthood and he gives it all away so he can marry her and be with her and he gets there and she's like, ooh, about that. <laughs> and he just becomes a homeless and eventually ends up like having sex with dogs like that's the that's where we go from we go from priests to like threesomes with dogs in the street and that's because of d yeah that's the gryffindor yeah but she is a gryffindor there's no getting around it i'm thinking about it too like you were saying if you break down enough but i was going back to like she's just she's just come to a point where she can see like when other people are being gross, but then if she does the same thing, it's okay because she's doing it and she's the only one that can be right. But I was also just thinking about like the running gag they have where they keep destroying her cars. And there's like <laughs> one point after like the third car, I can't I can't remember what happened, but they were getting a car from somewhere or she was like, I deserve the car. It was like when they got the new Range Rover, I think. Yeah. She was like, I deserve the car. And Mac and Charlie were like, why? Why do you get the car? And she was like, because somebody keeps wrecking mine, like putting them in lakes and like into walls and shit. And Charlie's like, I don't remember that. Who does that? And Dee's like, Dee's like, you fucking idiot, do it. You put the car like, and she like goes off the rails. And like for the rest of them, for the rest of them, it's genuine that they're like, we didn't do anything wrong. Dennis is just yeah. like that. I don't even want to talk about Charlie yet. His, he's got a one-track mind. My, and Mac is just, and it's just like, Mac and Charlie, when they're doing their little thing together, when they get together, when that chemistry gets together, they're trying to do one thing. And they're, like, all over the fucking place trying to do that thing. But, like, they they try they try something. They Mac gets in the car and floors it and runs into a wall. <laughs> and Charlie doesn't jump out in time. And... and <laughs> And they get out, and and Charlie's like, oh, man, that didn't work. And, like, yeah, the car was supposed to blow up, and it didn't. Like, man, nobody's going to think we're dead because of this. And it's like they just walk away. They instantly forget that they did that to the car. Like, it's not even a wrong thing that they did because it's just, like, it didn't work. Oh, well, bye. Right. No, 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 completely. She is the punching bag. I mean, there's one episode where they're sitting around the bar, and Dee makes this really, like, insightful um, 
noticing where she's just like, maybe, you know, people are better together and, and, and maybe we should learn a lesson from this. Whatever. That, and they all just go dead that's quiet. That's from the and, concert, right? Yeah. When, and, yeah. And Mac just turns to her and goes, D, shut the fuck up. We were just talking. <laughs> you dumb bird. She had yeah, D, shut the fuck up. And they all do it. And she just sits there. She just sits there and takes it. And this, oh my God, what a Gryffindor thing to just sit there and take it from, from your people, right? And I don't mean like from... I say your people differently than like, I mean, a Slytherin's person or people. Yeah, I had to but do this from the because uh, ones that you, people. I was like your responsibilities. Sure. These are their people, but like yeah. from the people that she values the most, and like she wants to be part of this group so bad, she will just take it. But she needs intense amounts of validation to even feel up 1% good about herself mm-hmm. because she's been beaten down so bad. But this is also an inherently Gryffindor thing. Like you need um, positive feedback or you just don't feel like you're doing well. And it's, again, the therapist episode. I'm going to bring it up for every single one of them. It's the best character analysis. <laughs> yeah. The therapist is like, that one and like what's the going on? And, and the cruise ship is really good. And the cruise ship. And she just tells the therapist, like, uh, I could be an actress. I could have an, uh, I could do a British accent. I could do anything. I, do, I could do a Boston accent. That's a Boston accent. And the therapist's like, no, no. And she's like, it's good. Tell me I'm good. Tell me I'm good. Tell me I'm good. Tell me I'm good. Tell me it was good. Tell me I'm good. Tell me I'm good. That, I mean, that's the most Gryffindor thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Like she's just letting it out. Most Gryffindors don't let it out. They don't tell you. Do it. Yeah, I'm not. People, they don't tell you. Gryffindors don't tell you. I really need you to tell me I have value or I don't think I have value. And after you tell me, I'll delete it. I'll erase it. But for this moment in time, it'll give me like serotonin boost. Um, She will flat out say it. Just tell me I'm good. And then rage. Because, you know, Gryffindors and rage are just like peanut butter and jelly. (laughs) She does put herself in the position, too. I'm thinking about the episode um, where Matt comes out the second time uh, with the mediator. And when they get into situations like that, when they're all, like, sitting around the table and they're like, okay, we have to figure this problem out. She does put herself in the position of, like, the morally righteous person. Like, I I will come. She's like, I'm the one coming from the position of what is most right. So, obviously, in that episode... Obviously, you might not have seen the episode. Uh, in that episode, Mix <laughs> is a slur, and so that's what they're all like, kind of screaming about. And mm-hmm. D is coming from the position of like, flat out, you said the slur, so Frank doesn't get like the lottery ticket, like because just because right. just flat out, he said the slur or whatever. But, <laughs> and then like Max upset because the slur was directed at him. But like Charlie and Dennis are like, well, now hold on, <laughs> because, right, right, because, oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly that that's all their houses right there but yep. um but, but, but oh, yeah so she does true. she does position herself in, in like those group settings as like the morally like right person or like all the times that they're in court or like they're they're holding like court or whatever uh or they're doing like a mediation mediation session for themselves she like puts herself in the position where like i am coming from the place of the person who knows the right thing to do and so like right. that's her stance so it's very yeah. Gryffindor. And it, also, you don't need a Gryffindor to be necessarily, like, brave um, in the hero's way to be a Gryffindor. We've talked about this a lot. D is brave in that she puts herself out there and will embarrass herself oh, God, to yeah. further her acting career, for sure. She but also, went up on stage <laughs> when she was, like, what was she throwing up? Like, what was yeah, she, she doing? Yeah, she throws up when she public yeah, speaks. Yeah. She, she, and she yeah. just keeps doing it. <laughs> she keeps doing it. She's not giving up. She's brave in that way. And she's also... Um, just very self-sacrificing in the way that, like, you know, I'm the punching bag. I'll be here and they can, you know, take things right. at me. And I'm still going to be funny because I'm funny. Right, guys? I'm funny. Uh, Tell me I'm funny. Okay. And at one point, all three of them are living in her apartment. Yeah, And she's just, like, like, she bitches about it, but she doesn't kick them out or change the locks. No. Like, they're all, they're all living in her apartment. 
Right. So maybe not as obvious a sort as Dennis, but that's a Gryffindor. Like every terrible thing about her is just the worst Gryffindor you know. Yep. Now, interestingly, we have a logic house and we've got an emotional-based house. And as you were talking about the, about the lottery ticket, the two logic houses were together and the two emotional houses yes, were together. that's what I noticed when I said it, yeah. And I was just like, man, I never get tired of us being right. <laughs> From it's the one like, episode. I don't even have to go look for the facts. As, as we're talking, <laughs> it just, just comes to telling me. us. It's, we're just amazing. So I want to do Mac because I want to save Charlie for last, yeah. okay? Because um, I don't think I'm going to be able to... <laughs> Uh, not laugh and not lose my absolute shit over Charlie. You need to drink Charlie. more because I'm like a beer and a half in for Charlie. I'm, I got I'm a vodka lemonade. I'm, I'm good to go. Uh, Mac. <laughs> Ronald McDonald. Right now, we're recording on Zoom and Lauren's name is uh, Mac's number one fan. It was, yeah. It, it was, yeah. yeah. So, um, it is. you know, um, <laughs> she loves him. That's her favorite. That's he her my, favorite. Here's the thing, too. The first time I watched this show through... Wasn't like hugely in a Mac. I'm a big Charlie fan. Still am a big Charlie fan. Um, I love Charlie Kelly to death. He's just so, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I love him. Right. But I read, I watched this last time that I watched it through so we could do this podcast. I was like, why the fuck am I falling in love with Mac? (laughs) Like, he's not, he's not (laughs) a good man. Rob is just so cute. He's a Hufflepuff. He is. He is. He, um, and fun fact, he's married, he's married to Caitlin Olsen, who plays D. Um, and so, they hate each other on the show, which do, makes it even funnier. They do. And it's really fucking funny, too, because I told Rachel, I was, like, watching it through a second time. I was like, there are some moments where I almost want them to kiss. And I think it's Caitlin and Rob, like, breaking for a second yeah. <laughs> when they're screaming at each other. but Because they hate each other. Yeah. They actually, there's no, like, well, they won't, they No, there. no. And it's and it's because, well, I'll, okay, first of all, Mac is gay. And then right. second of all, it's, I think it's almost a little bit of competing for Dennis's attention. But, um, (laughs) so, Mag is a Hufflepuff. Um, He's probably the Hufflepuff character I love most in the world. Came out of nowhere. I, watching it the second time through, I was like, oh my God, why? Why? But, so, Rachel came to me and she was like, why is he a Hufflepuff? What's his community? Like, what is it? And I was like, well, it's the, it's the, the, I was like, like, broadly, it's the bar people. More specifically, it's mostly, so here's the thing about Mac too. He's a bad Hufflepuff. These are all like, oh, yeah. the worst Hufflepuffs. So I was like w- working through this and I was like, I don't even know if Mac is situated in a community. The entire the entirety of Mac's life is desperately trying to make people love him. He desperately wants his mother to love him. He desperately wants his <laughs> father to love him. He desperately wants Dennis to love him. Uh, if you go watch the scene where Dennis is dancing in the family room and, like, dances up to Mac, and Mac is just, like, staring at him, <laughs> and Dennis gets really, really close, and oh, then yeah. shuts the door in his face, it's, like, one of the hottest things ever, and it's only because of the way that Rob is doing his face, because True. he's just so, it's the simpiest face ever. He is yeah. so ready for literally anything dennis mm-hmm. could have smacked him he could have tripped his feet out from under him he could have pulled yeah. his like anything mac was like give it to me give it to me give it to me <laughs> like, <he> just, <laughs> well you know do you remember when dennis actually does scratch him in the face yeah, yeah he does he lets dennis do whatever he wants to him this is a hufflepuff yes. simp to the to the like yes. nth degree like that you know mac just says something to him he's like 
hey, Dennis, I kind of have an idea and I wanted to bring it to you. And Dennis is like, look at me when you're talking to me. Just screams it and then scratches him in the face and draws blood. He's like, Mac was doing that thing where he doesn't look at me when he speaks to me. And Mac's like, yes, yes, Dennis. I'm, I'm very sorry, Dennis. <laughs> He's just a simp. And you he can track. I'm sorry, Hufflepuff. You you guys, you're simpy. They can be when they're when they're not set in their community, right? Like exactly, it's the, it's the like starting point or whatever. When they really, really want to belong somewhere, Cass is a Dean Winchester simp. I don't know what other way to put Drink. it. Drink, yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm not saying like you going about in your daily life, right? Right, 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 right. simp characters. No. Well, I'm trying to differentiate because Gryffindors in their everyday lives are simps, but True. um, <laughs> but but when they're in that space where they're not set in their community uh yeah. when they're still trying to des to like desperately show the community what their role is and how they're useful and i really do think that mac hasn't really settled he's like throwing it everywhere he's like who will take me will my fa- right. will my mom and dad take me will will dennis take and then it's so funny too because it's like if d accepted me anyway he'd be like you get the fuck away from me like, oh yeah <laughs> and then he's also and he's also got charlie who is his trash bag best friend? <laughs> they grew up together. Um, they understand each other, and and it's like the opposite end of the spectrum where he like totally takes Charlie for granted. Like Charlie's oh, yeah. Charlie will never leave him because Mac is a very very certain in what his role is in comparison to Charlie. He's the yeah. he's like because I'm I'm interested in this because we talked about it too and we talked about it a lot with Jacob that Hufflepuffs don't really want to be the leader, but they will be if that's what their role turns out to be. And mm-hmm. with Charlie, that's what Mac thinks he has to be. <laughs> so, yeah. so he's very set in his role with Charlie. Um, but yeah, oh my God. I Mac, and we, were, <laughs> we talk about the, sub- the suburbs episode with Mac. Like, oh my God. Do you want to talk about that? Dude, <laughs> we've talked about this before. I Listen, this is your first episode. Hufflepuffs do a thing, okay? They, um, this is like my, listen, I don't want you to get the wrong impression. She's going to explain I like every them. episode because she loves it so no, much. No, no, no. She wishes she I'm could do saying, it. She I'm wishes just she saying. She wishes she could do it. No, no, no. I'm just saying, I don't want you to, people to think that I'm like a terrible person because every time we do a show, I'm like, <laughs> the most terrible one. That's the one I like. <laughs> um, and it's the same about Hufflepuffs because it's one of my favorite things about Hufflepuffs and it's like one of the worst Character traits, okay? It can also be really cool. It can be useful. Like, some people deserve to be othered. Like, some people deserve it. So, we're talking about othering. Yeah. Um, They can look at you and just decide you're subhuman trash. (laughs) And Mac does this. Okay, I'll get to the Suburbs episode. But Mac does this with religion (laughs) and with body types. Because if you look at his version of God, he's a ripped muscle man sitting in a golden throne with other ripped men around him. So godliness well, with is God, all that. things are possible. So jot that down. Exactly. So uh, if you're not extremely ripped, if you're not a man, really, he hates women. You he believe says, in you know, as, science. as you know, I hate women. If you um, believe in science. Like, if you believe in science, you're trash. He's just and he'll flat out say to you, well, of course, as you know, you're going to hell. Right. Because that is what the Lord's Bible says. Right. And and this is Mac. No, and, this- no, and this is, I, I, I'm I sorry, I want to cut into you. This is also like the really funny thing about Mac. Because Mac is gay, um, yeah. he knows homosexuals go to hell. He knows this. So like he has to keep himself oppressed for such a long time. But uh, it's like when they're on their cruise ship, uh, the first time that he comes out. But the church that he joins turns out to be a church that is that has gay members. Mm-hmm. So two of the men 
are married to each other and Mac mm-hmm. like is playing shuffleboard with them and they start kissing. And Mac's like, wait, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? You can't and they're like, We're married. And he like straight up to their face, like this new church that he really loves that he just did a musical with. <laughs> it was like, yeah. It's like, well, you guys are gonna burn. So and yeah. then like and then a thunderstorm comes and he's like, This is because of you. Like this is happening yeah. because of the gays. It is. And of course, I told you I'm gonna bring up the therapist episode every time. He says to the therapist, I gained and lost sixty pounds in three months, and she goes, That's not possible. And like Lauren said, Well, through God, all things are possible. So jot that down. That's Mac. Okay. So he others everybody outside of that. And um he's also extremely manipulative when he wants to be. This reminds me a little bit of Annie Edison from Community. Mm-hmm. If you remember, what did she do? Did she drug them all to get them to study? Yeah. Something like that. Okay. Yeah. Well, oh, Mac will the, just routinely. The hot air balloon? Yeah. She'll, yeah, she'll just like randomly do that and be like, oh, but it was the, for the good randomly. of you. And I really, it's because I love you so much. Mac will just routinely drug Dennis. He'll just give him diarrhea. He'll put pills, whatever. He'll do whatever he has to do to keep Dennis. To right. keep Dennis. Like he'll do anything to keep him right and when they go to the suburbs they've got this like (laughs) this life that they're sharing together in a house in the suburbs and dennis doesn't appreciate him and what he's doing so (laughs) mac naturally yes so dennis doesn't appreciate what he's doing as they live in the suburbs so naturally mac uh kills their dog and cooks it in with macaroni and cheese and feeds it to dennis and this is totally normal this is totally normal. And I dare you not to like think of a Hufflepuff that you know when they get to like intense rage and not be like, yeah, they could get scary like that because Hufflepuffs can get scary. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, just like the just, othering just, and just the like, manipulation. Just like if you want to take canon, like take Chamber Secrets when all the Hufflepuffs all of a sudden decided Harry Potter was the like Antichrist. Yeah. Like take that and, and like push it all the way to the end of the spectrum. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the whole way. The whole way. Uh, so, you know, at, at this point, Mac's driving force is Dennis. He's just desperate. Desperate to be accepted and loved by Dennis and be with Dennis. And I don't know. What do you think? You think Dennis wants him? <laughs> uh, I feel like Dennis would allow him the privilege of... Giving him a blowjob? Like, giving him a blowjob, yeah. Or, like, yeah. He No, he yeah. N- nothing, nothing... Uh, Nothing uh, um, above the above the waist. No kissing. Mm-hmm. None, none of that intimate stuff. <laughs> That's for women. <laughs> right. I think it's it's just. And here's the thing too. Like the show is meant to be awful. It's purposely mm-hmm. written that way. Uh, but Rob and and Charlie and uh, and Glenn who mm-hmm. play Dennis and 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 Charlie and uh, and Mac write the show, create the show. Um, and Mac is actually one of the first gay characters that we've gotten in mainstream media who, like, not one of the first, obviously, there's been tons, but one one of the first that was just, like, out, like, it was a huge deal when he came out on the cruise ship, and then, and then it was this whole thing when he rescinded the fact that he was gay, and then it was a huge, yeah, and then it was a huge deal when he came out the second time and, like, stayed out, uh, and he did the dance for his dad and, yeah. like, the, and the pride parade. Like, it was a big thing. Um, so, like, I just one of the most interesting things about Mac is is this whole, like, 
interplay with how like religious he is but also how gay he's been the entire time (laughs) and here's and here's like the only the only thing that i can give the group credit for too is that they all know he's gay yeah and they totally they do not care it does not affect their lives no so they don't care and and i feel like a lot of the reason that like mac was concerned about it might have been because of them but like in the mediator episode when they're like matter of factly being like, oh, Mac's gay, but he, like he won't admit it, or like, or they were like, they literally were like, uh, when Mac was like, I'm gay, and he said it in order to win the lottery ticket. They're like, he can't take it back. You have to tell him he can't take it back if he takes it back. Right. <laughs> like he doesn't get the lottery ticket. Um, like they literally don't care. They just want him to say it and yeah. like be done with it. And uh, so it's like it's. It's like this huge thing, but I think a lot of the reason that he wasn't admitting it is because he was worried about what people would think and like he wouldn't he wouldn't be able to be accepted, um, which is kind of like a really nice through storyline for an otherwise awful <laughs> person show. <laughs> but, well, yeah, because no matter what, Max fucking terrible. He's mm-hmm. a bad person mm-hmm. <laughs> at his court. Like, mm-hmm. None of them are good. He's a bad mm-hmm. dude. Um, I mean, yeah, like there's no like I'm think like the St. Patty's episode when they trip. When they trap that guy in the glue trap. And, <laughs> and, and Charlie tell I don't remember what. I don't know. They're trying to figure out what to do. And Mac is like, oh, I'll go to this other bar to 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 figure it out. And, like, leaves and comes back late, like, covered in glitter and shirtless. And they're yep. like, where were you? Weren't you supposed to be helping? And he was like, oh, I was, you know, at, the, at that one bar. And he, like, names it. And Charlie's like, the gay bar? <laughs> Like, yeah. No, you know. But like, yeah. No, that was a long time with him, you know, accepting the truth of what he wanted and who he is. And he eventually gets there. And shockingly to no one, he's still terrible. So he's right. just like a big gay, terrible person now right. instead of just a that's, closeted terrible that's person. That's what I was trying to get that. Like he was, he like went off to get his rocks off with men and came back. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, and, and he was supposed to be helping. Care. Yeah. He doesn't care, but still pretends like he's the great protector, right? He's the bar's security. He's going to give you an oh, ocular pat down. Yeah, that's what I wanted to. T- well, I mentioned ocular pat downs to you because in relation to health, health. Oh, because that's how he understands his place in the gang. He's the sure. secu- He's the strong guy, security guard or whatever. He's so the that's muscle. What he's like. Yeah. So that's what like the role he's comfortable with and like understands. And he's not good at it. <laughs> like, no, he can't not at all. Give people. There's I can't again. I can't remember the specifics, but somebody gets through like a bad guy and Max mm-hmm. like, Dennis, I don't know what happened. I gave him an ocular pat down. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. It's so funny. There is that one episode where they all kind of categorize themselves. Dennis is the looks. Uh, Max the muscle. <laughs> Frank is like the wallet. And Charlie is the wild card. And it really fits with their houses and what they think of themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, Mac can't be security for anybody. Okay. <laughs> he puts on his duster. He puts on his sunglasses. And he just thinks he's the coolest dude in the world. He can't do anything. And the rage, right? The rage when, like, someone tells him. Because here's the thing. They can call him, like, oh, because you're gay, right? Mm-hmm. And he'll be like, but, but I'm not. And they'll, they'll make jokes about things. And he's like, eh, whatever. He, it rolls off his shoulders. But when something hits him that he really doesn't like, he just explodes. Mm-hmm. He just fucking explodes. He'll, like, break game board games in half. He'll punch walls. He'll punch everything. Like, he freaks out. Mm-hmm. When Dennis insinuates, like, you're supposed to be having this repertoire with D where we're going to make the bar patrons think it's a will they won't they situation. Oh, yeah, this is yeah. going to get us more sales. So I'm giving you a script where you have to say, you know, like, uh, 
<laughs> this drink is better than an orgasm. And Dennis is, and, and Mac reads this as, this drink's better than busted a nut. <laughs> Which obviously no one wants to hear. And then he's like, so when do I come in the drink? When do I bust a nut in the drink? And Dennis is like, are you stupid? You're not going to do that. Like, and, and he's just like, he's never, this is because he's like never had an orgasm. I've had <laughs> orgasms. I've had tons of orgasms. I had one with your mom. I put my thumb through your eye, you little bitch. Like, freaks out. And then it's over. And he's back to normal. He choked her. He, he did. put his hands around <laughs> her neck. He did. He did. I'm thinking. So there's another way that he does this too. He, so there are like, there are instances where he like doesn't get mad, but he gets offended on behalf of himself. Like when he and Charlie fake their own death and then they have a funeral. <laughs> and he and Charlie are hiding in the vents watching their funeral. And, and Mac is much more like, where are the people? Like, yeah. I told Dennis to wear the dust or like to bury me with the duster in my will and he's wearing it at the funeral yeah. instead. <laughs> um, like he's offended. Or like when uh, Dennis made a sitcom show out of his mom and Charlie's mom and and, yeah. and he's not putting a laugh track on his mom. Like Meg yeah. literally drives over to the house and is like <laughs> trying to create situations with his mom so that Dennis will add a laugh track because he's yeah. like, how dare you not add a laugh track to my mom? Like my mom's funny. Right. <laughs> Mom is not funny. <laughs> and poor Mac, he just loves her to the end and his dad too. He like like you know, he wants so badly to just be accepted. That's I I don't I don't even know if this is an other thing, but the thing with his dad is so funny too because yeah. Mac, he Mac does desperately want him to love him. Like he yeah. he's like, "Do you love me, daddy?" Like he's all this stuff. He like but his dad's his dad's a scary dude. He's in prison. He uh, I think he sold drugs is why he's in prison, but he's also yeah. murdered people. Is that canon? Oh, so yeah. Pre- yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so there are instances where in his quest to make his dad love him, he uh, pisses his dad off because Mac's mm-hmm. fucking annoying. So, and then he immediately gets scared that his dad is going to kill him. And so he goes to the police and goes, my dad's going to kill me. <laughs> and they put him in jail for another. And like, it's so... And I don't know if I would call it othering, but just the way that he flip-flops between, like, self-preservation yeah. and I want my dad to love me. Like, it's so fucking funny. They're, I, like, they're like, he's like, Daddy, I love you. I would never turn you in. And then they're, like, at the fucking dis- deposition with Charlie. And they're like, yeah. that man said he would bury me in the... <laughs> <laughs> he wanted me to shove drugs up my butt. Yeah. <laughs> they're terrible. And Char- Charlie and um, Mac are very similar in that way, too. Like, they'll... They're the they'll best. say one thing to you and just they're the flip best on combo. You. And they're they are obviously, if you can do math, they are our elusive combo. Where you and yeah. I are like, how? But they're yeah. so good. They're so good. Anytime you get these two houses, what Mac and Charlie are together, it's awesome. It's just an awesome. I mean, combo. with Dash and Lily, we were confused. We were like, "How does this?" Work? We were. It's just, that was it's a quick like uh, Netflix movie. You know, if they if they stretched that out, like. Not a movie, but it was like a quick series. If they stretched that out really far and it was like multi-series, that would have been interesting to analyze. And I probably would have been like way more invested and into it because the that dynamic of the houses is super interesting. I don't find it often. Neither of us do. Mm-hmm. But we found it again here. Should we talk about it? We absolutely should talk about it. Should we talk about what house Charlie's in? Sure, well, I mean, if you've been keeping it. track, we said we did all four houses. Okay, yeah. We just we did Slytherin, Gryffindor, and Hufflepuff. What yeah. must Charlie Kelly be? You say it. You discovered it. I discovered it. 
I couldn't figure it out. It wasn't. I'm so... She couldn't figure out. And I want to say, too, this wasn't even, like, a deep analysis on my part. It wasn't <laughs> a, like... It was... It wa- the, the Holy Ghost came down upon me and uh-huh. touched my brain and right. was like... Charlie Kelly is a is a Ravenclaw. Yeah, <laughs> it's like we have not on this like, show oh, had. Oh my god, <laughs> we've just not had one stereotypical. Oh yeah, duh, a Ravenclaw Dash, on this show. Dash, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Besides Dash, the other one, Britta Perry. Mm, on the surface, you're like, what the hell are you talking about? And like, we've done podcasts with other people and talked about this, like. They say to us, like, uh, where did you get that from? <laughs> and I'm sure in the future they will say the same thing about, why are you putting Charlie Kelly from Sunny in Ravenclaw? Well, guys, for many reasons. It fits so well. You don't even understand. <laughs> it fits more than anything else ever You're possibly like, could fit. He he sniffs glue. He's a moron. How is he a Ravenclaw? You, mm-hmm. you don't eat. I. I don't even As know where said, I want to start. Like, I don't even look, know where, like, so I take the episode Charlie work. Just take Charlie work. Mm-hmm. Like, Charlie is running the bar. Yeah. <laughs> you, you would think that, like, Dennis would be, like, would be the one who's, like, making sure that it gets, like, no. Charlie is running the bar. He's making sure that the health inspector gives them a, a passing grade each year. And that whole episode is him, like, ordering people around and like this convoluted plan to make sure that the dumpster is well d doesn't do it and he's like fucking d <laughs> the dumpster <laughs> is put six feet back and like he has he has frank paint himself black and stand in the basement and right. blow a whistle when they push the carbon dioxide monitor so they think that it works <laughs> but like it's this whole convoluted plan the bar is his He's running it. He's making sure that it functions. And it's because the bar is his home. Um, I'm trying to think of like, that's the most obvious one. But there are so many other instances where Charlie is like being the dumbest person on the planet. And he's actually not. (laughs) Like... Stupid like, science what? bitch even could make couldn't even make I more smarter. Right. <laughs> or, what? What? Um, he's illiterate. He can't read. <laughs> <laughs> he can't fucking read. I'm but, so sorry for laughing at that, but fuck it. That's <laughs> funny. But like his whole thing is like I can't read, but I have words memorized. Like and like that's so like smart that like, that's like beyond like that's harder than just knowing how to read <laughs> well you remember he fakes being a genius for a little while with he the, does um, with he the, does with the there's like a mouse whole episode. flowers for arjunan like uh like uh, yeah flowers for charlie it's uh yeah. he literally like he gets they, a placebo <laughs> pill because they were like what happens if a moron thinks that he's getting medication for being smarter right. and charlie fixes his life because he has this placebo pill where he starts to think like ah you people are trash. The waitress is not worth chasing. I can analyze everything right now. I see everything very clearly. And then speaking Chinese, which isn't Chinese. But no, it's not. Like, but he like, believes he can. <laughs> but yeah, so like he, I like, I he's crazy. Or like, I'm just thinking. <laughs> I'm just thinking. What's the word on the door that he misreads? Pirate. 
<laughs> that door say pirate? It says private, Charlie. <laughs> or, or when Dennis is running for government and he writes that script from... That's another thing about Charlie, too. He's always, like, writing little scripts or stories or whatever yeah. and, like, making videos and whatnot. So he writes a script for Dennis. And, yep. and Dennis is like, I can't fucking read this. And Charlie is like, just read it. And Dennis is like, Charlie, I can't. This doesn't say anything. And Charlie's like, read it. So Dennis like actually reads it to the camera. And Charlie's like, that's fucking perfect. <laughs> it's literally like, Philadelphia, vote me for Democrat Party. You won't regret. So do. And Charlie's got the camera and he's mouthing it along with him. He's like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're all going to vote for you. And he does this all the time when, like, Mac wants to be a TV person, like, he wants to be a news anchor. Charlie's got the, he's got the video camera. He's going around with him and he's like, Mm -hmm. and then Mac saves someone's life. And he's like, you got that on tape, right, Charlie? And he's like, ah, I didn't put a tape in there. So (laughs) actually I didn't. But he doesn't care. He does not give a shit. He's Mm -hmm. just running around playing all day Mm -hmm. or like making scripts or writing things Mm -hmm. down like his brain doesn't stop it's just a weird brain like to make the waitress to to propose to the waitress he writes a musical and this is and this is with no this isn't like he stalks the waitress she fucking hates him there's no way in hell she'd ever say yes to a proposal from him and he somehow gets it in his brain that he one, should propose to her at this point in time. And two, he should do it through a musical. And, right. and actually, that episode's really funny because because Dennis and Dee start getting mad about their parts. And Dennis is like, I'm not going to I'm not going to sing about going into a boy's hole. Oh, my <laughs> God. And, and, you know, Dee, the wannabe actress is like, I don't think I have enough lines, blah, blah, blah. And, and Charlie's like, you can do this the way I wrote it or you can get <laughs> he knows they're not gonna leave he knows they're not gonna leave but like um but the play's actually going on so it like needs to happen correctly in order for to like to lead up to the moment where he proposes or whatever and both dennis and d are like improvising and he's backstage like those fucking fucking i'm gonna kill him i'm gonna murder i'm gonna smash them into tiny little pieces (laughs) and he means it and this is just what's so funny it's like I don't want to come right out here and say Charlie's actually smart. Um, but Charlie has some things about him that you could say make him actually smart. Like he, he does, yeah. He there so they like so we talked about how D is the punching bag, but Charlie is like the mule. Like they literally yes. they call it they call it Charlie work. Like killing the rats in the bar or cleaning up the vomit or the bathrooms. Like that's Charlie work. Um yeah. and Charlie no like, he understands that it isn't really fair. Like, he gets almost philosophical at one point where, with the rats. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, he's like, if I, he's like, do rats have families? And I'm murdering them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I'm like, killing all these little rat babies' parents. Right? And, like, yeah, he does. He gets deep about it. Um, he's, ch- there's really no other character like him, is there? No. Rachel came to me. When we were going to record this. And she was like, so... She was like, Ravenclaws have systems and truths. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, I, what's, what is Charlie's system? <laughs> well, and we were talking about um, the fact that he just like... Hot, hot topic issue. But he uh, survived his mother attempting to abort him. This is Charlie's thing. He w- was going to be aborted. His mom tried. 
and he survived. Right. So Charlie's but, a botched well, abortion baby. Well, <laughs> but I think it was before we even mentioned that. But I, she was like, what's his, she was like, what's his truth? And I was like, he's a fucking rat. <laughs> I was like, that's, oh, yeah. That's why I was like, his system is literally survival. Like, he just does whatever he has to do in order to live another day. He huffs glue. He eats cat food. He will not leave Philadelphia. Like, <laughs> that's Charlie. Like, he just survives. He survived an abortion. He somehow convinces Frank, the one who has the most money out of all of them, to, like, sleep in the same bed as him and also be yep. a trash person and to, like, love him the most and to play Nightcrawlers with him. Yeah. Nightcrawlers, Charlie. <laughs> I was like, it's literally survival. He's a little rat king. Like he, he, won't, he, he just survives. That's his system. Well, and the whole he, episode is called Charlie Kelly, King of the Rats, because that's right. what he is. He's a rat. Right. He, yeah, he, he, he survives. That's why he puts so much work into the bar, uh, because the bar sustains his ability to live. So he gives it some yeah. effort. Like that's, that's it. He survives. And we like when it, we, I feel like we, the three Ravenclaws now that we've looked at, we always mention this with them, but, like, you look at the gang and you're like, who could leave and not ever look back? Charlie. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> he would leave and go to someplace in Philadelphia, though. He wouldn't go far. Because Charlie uh, has an inabil- inability to leave Philly, because one of his truths is something bad's gonna happen to me if I leave Philadelphia. And then when things do go wrong when he's outside of it, he's like, see, I told you, everything's gonna go to shit. If we leave Philadelphia, you can't leave Philly, you can't leave the bar freaks out like that's just one of his truths and Ravenclaws do have truths that's like hard to combat and going back to the whole thing with Frank Charlie's Charlie's got a whole system about the way he lives where he lives in this little shithole ratty apartment and like he makes these peanut butter cheese chocolate grilled sandwiches and they have like a toe knife that they dig toe jam out of their toes with and mm-hmm. they play night callers they drive they uh crawl around in the sewers mm-hmm. and um they're disgusting. They eat cat food to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. But before all of this, before Frank came in, Charlie was doing all that by himself. Mm-hmm. And everyone else would be like, Charlie, you're disgusting. And it's weird. You eat Hot Pockets out of the dumpster. Like, you're a gross dumpster man. And Charlie was like, eh, yeah, whatever. Maybe I'm a weird dude. Maybe I'm a weird guy. And then Frank comes along and does all of that with him. Probably because Frank's his biological dad and he's <laughs> fucked up in the head, too. And Charlie's like, yeah, you see? This is all perfectly normal. And then when D sleeps over, he's like, eat the cat food, D. Eat the cat food to go to sleep. Eat the cat food. And she does it. Like, they just, they give in to him. How are you going to give that to him? They do. They do. But they they absolutely do. So it's like, uh, his like, normalcy is validated. Or I'm thinking about when, um, <laughs> when he finally convinces the waitress to date him. And it's because he's like, I'll give you a child. Like, I'll give you a baby. Right. And she's like, realize, she's like, I'm, I'm old. I, I want a baby. So, and you can see that, like, he can't believe that it worked. Because it's years yeah. and years of him trying to get the waitress. And he's like, don't you want a baby? Like, I'll give you a baby. And she's like, okay. And he immediately hates it. He's like, yeah. man, she won't get off my fucking back. <laughs> 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 like, She's after like, all that time, she's like, after all like, that how are you going to take care of the baby? Like, what? get a job. You have to take care of the baby. And he's like, why the fuck would I do that? Like, <laughs> I, got, I got what I wanted. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about Charlie, too, is Charlie convinces himself of things. Um, do you want to talk about And this is kind of why Ravenclaws are hard to and argue with. And kid mittens and fight milk. Yeah. 
But this, but this is why raving quotes are hard to argue with, right? They are solidified in their thinking, even if like sometimes you have proof that they're wrong or like that you're proving them wrong. And they just sometimes will be like, no, that's incorrect. And they're so difficult to argue with. Charlie's one of these people like people will tell him, Charlie, everyone knows at one point your mom was a prostitute. This is a fact. His mom did that. No problem with it. But that's the truth. And Charlie's like, I don't like thinking about my mom in that situation. So no, she wasn't. That never happened. Even though he has these flashbacks to being like a little kid and the men coming into the house and giving him presents and whatever. So he would like shut the fuck up while they went and did their business. And he's got these memories. He's like, nah, that wasn't what was happening. And slowly they chip away at him and they're like, Charlie, this is what was happening. Your mom was like banging everyone in Philadelphia. And he goes to the mall, sits in Santa's lap and he's very triggered. And he says, did you fuck my mom, Santa Claus? And rips Santa Claus's ear off with his teeth. Literally, he just takes a chunk out of this poor man playing Santa. So there's an example of a Ravenclaw who's no, but I'm had also, their truth um, disproven. I'm also, and that's what can happen. Fucking, so he like gets like upset on his mom's behalf or whatever. But then I'm thinking of the like all of the times where he's like, my mom won't stop fucking calling me. Right. <laughs> she, she does everything three times. And Charlie's like, oh, that's yeah. so I don't die. <laughs> he's, he's like so. Oh, he ha- he hates it. He's like, stop fucking loving me. Like, I hate it. Like, stop bothering me. Leave me alone. Like, I don't want yeah. you. But. But. And but then, he's not going to let anyone talk bad about you. Like, he doesn't want to hear anything bad about her. Right. It's yeah. not to the degree of Mac, where Mac will, like, look at his trash bag mother and be like, she's the most beautiful, perfect woman on this planet while she's on her, like, 50th cigarette. And she's, like, has never showered and all those things. Charlie will be like, oh, my God, I hate my mom. Stop calling me. I can't stand it. But then if you tell him, like, a truth about his mom, he's like, no, that's not how I remember it. And that's not what happened. And then you give him proof that it happened and he rips your ear off with his teeth because he is the rat king. <laughs> I this lo- is just truth. I love um, I love smart Charlie episodes. Yeah. So, like, um, when he and Mac are selling fight milk to the professional wrestlers or, like, when he's the, uh, the bird law lawyer. In the Ponderosa case, the McPoyle Ponderosa oh case, God. um, because because he is like he is like as you know, I'm an expert in bird law, and, and like nobody's gonna convince him that he's not because right. he fucking fucking goes to a courthouse and there's a bird <laughs> under the man's hat. <laughs> uh, when Charlie gets pretty right, see this is the thing too. Charlie gets wins. Dean never gets wins. Mm-hmm. She really doesn't. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Poor Dean. a lot of wins. Yeah, he does. He really does. But, I mean, okay, so on the opposite side, if you make him lose confidence in himself or, like, he's been spurned or, like, wronged, he goes to his bad place. There's, like, a bad place in the vents where he goes to throw bottles. And there's a map up there that he's written in his, like, illiterate handwriting to tell you how to get to the treasure, with his fr- which is Frank's will. And he's like... Can't find yourself here, bad place ye be. I'm like, you can't get out of it. Only Charlie knows his way through the vents because he's a rat. And like, he goes there when he feels bad or he goes home and he closes the curtains and he huffs paint and he just thinks about how everyone is wronging him. And like, all right, maybe your regular everyday Ravenclaw doesn't do those things, but when they're spurned or they feel really wronged, you might get some, a little bit of a tantrum. 
This is just Charlie's uh, version of a tantrum. <laughs> because he's a rat man. What is it? I'm thinking of that. The specific screen cap where he's like, like his face is wet. Like D goes over to his apartment, right? Yeah. And she's like, are you huffing glue right now? <laughs> he's like, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah. And he's got it all over his mouth, the silver yeah. paint. Like he huffs paint and glue. Yeah. That's Charlie. Yeah. I mean, um, <laughs> it's just, this is tough because I know as I was listening to Lauren explain it, I at first was like, there's no fucking way. Like, there's no way this man is a rape. It, like, it did not click for me. So I couldn't figure out what what's his driving force. Like, what system does he adhere to? This doesn't fit. Survival. But it, it's literally just his only goal is to survive. He's going to survive. It doesn't matter if it's in a dumpster, a sewer, the air vents. He's going to survive. That's it. That's Charlie. That is so Ravenclaw, too. Like, no matter what, if you have a system, you have a truth. That's it. That's what you live by. It doesn't matter what other people say or how they perceive you. You have a truth. And Charlie's really like not concerned with what people think about him. But like I said, I got to bring up the therapist episode. He does have some like understanding of how weird he is. So he says to the therapist, like, I'm probably like the weirdest guy in the world, right? Like I do weird things. And you have this moment as a viewer where you're watching it and you're like, oh, Charlie, you're not weird. Mm, Yeah, he's weird. But like, it's sad that he knows it. And the therapist gives him like an inch. She's just like, yeah, I get a little bit of a thicker skin about these things. And Charlie's like, so I got to get more skin. So if I just got more skin and then I glued cat hair to myself and I crawled around in the sewers at night like a cat in the darkness, I'd be a good person and I could never do anything bad in my life ever and stop hiding the pigeon. And then he throws a dead bird (laughs) onto this therapist's table. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you tell me what other house. You give me another house to put that in. <laughs> I dare you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't, I can't with this fucking character. I'm just coming back to like thinking about like the mediator when they're like, when D and Mac are like, you can never say that word ever. Like, it's not right. And Dennis and Charlie are like, well, no, hold on a minute. <laughs> There are situations where, you know, the context of what happened here and who the word was directed at. Exactly. But that's what we were talking about before. When when Lauren said that, I was like, oh, my God, the Ravenclaw and the Slytherin are like, it's fine sometimes. And the Gryffindor and the Hufflepuff are like, it's never right. That's bad. Don't do that. Or like, I'm trying to think what was it wasn't it wasn't when um. It wasn't the first time they were in that restaurant when Mac and Dennis were having their anniversary. Although that is, that is a good episode. It was it was another time. I can't remember what he was doing. Charlie was in that restaurant. Oh, it was the, I think it was with the fish factory. And okay. and he um and uh and he wanted to meet with Frank, but it was like a like a secret thing. So he he got Frank <laughs> to put on a trench coat and sit in the chair like behind him at the table. Yep. I don't remember what they were doing, but he's like, he's very, like, theatrical. Very. (laughs) Very. He's like, the role has to fit the situation. Like, whatever's happening at this time, like, it all needs to play out like a movie. Like, that's that's how his brain works. That's what makes sense to him and his Mm -hmm. weird little brain. Yeah. He's very, he's very dramatic. That's so, like, in a theatrical sense, you're right. Like, everything has to be a certain way. I mean... 
imagine just think about when he sings the song for the bar like when he creates the song for the bar yes and it's really good yes and they spurn him and they put him they lock him in the and basement he and he gets fucking high <laughs> yeah he gets fucking high he comes up with the silver paint all over his mouth and then he sings a song about spiders and then starts spitting on people <laughs> like because he's been burned and he can't take it because he's, he's high and also because he's a ravenclaw sorry that's also why <laughs> we just don't get to talk about Ravenclaws enough, Lauren. No, I know, I know, but I'm thinking about how much I love his relationship with Mac too. When they're at the McPoyle wedding and they think that so everybody's on acid and so they're like yeah, eating people. It's like a zombie situation, but Dee comes out and they think she's a zombie and they wreck her car for a fifth time because they get like, Charlie's like zombie they like the car <laughs> they're all the ground they get in the car and crash it like two feet later <laughs> but no and then they're in the, and then they're in the police station and they're like where's Dee and she's like you fucking locked me in a fucking freezer <laughs> <laughs> and you crashed my car and Charlie's like that didn't happen I, I don't know what she's always talking about crashing cars nobody crashes your car okay and they've done it like six times that's another thing that I think is super Ravenclaw about Charlie is just when he gets on like his like mini rants like he's not even really mad he's not no. like his like his emotion does not match the level that he's at but he's like he gets really like this is this is just a charlie day thing like he does it in horrible bosses too but it just it just works so well for charlie kelly where he's like um he's like what are you talking about you do that to me? And he just gets really fast and high pitch and you're like my brain doesn't work fast enough to like figure out where he's getting all this right and then you're like where did where did he come up with it because they, the show sets you up to think that charlie's a fucking moron but he'll make all these like really excellent points that's just wrapped up in garbage mm-hmm. like he it just makes no sense but he makes total sense to himself especially and that's all mm-hmm. that matters to charlie he makes sense and he'll take that's you under his wing if you see his way that's Correct. i think i think i've only like we've only had three ravenclaws now but I've said this before. I think I said it with Britta. Like, they cannot stand being hypocritical. If you're hypocritical, it proves that your truth is not right. Like, it, right. it's obviously not right. You're being hypocritical. And Charlie gets around this by, by just not understand. Like, nothing's hypocritical to him because of how he frames things in his head. Well, there there are definitely moments in the show where like he'll call people out for being hypocrites, and he gets really no, angry. he does. But he but if anybody points out to him like Charlie, this isn't working, right? He like stop, like he like does like a stutter, and then like his br- like just his brain freight, and he's like, nah, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm still alive. It's so obvious. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's all that matters. Did I live? What's your spaghetti policy here? I don't care. I'm alive, baby, and I'm in Philly. I'll live in the fucking vents. I don't care. He's like, he's like, I'm taking you a spa. He's like, spa, spa. Are you spa? Are you saying spaghetti? What are you saying? Spa, spa, spaghetti. She reminds me of like an old man who's just like lost the ability to know like when he's doing something socially wrong. He's just eating spaghetti in a theater and slurping it and fucking dumping it in Dee's bag, and he's like. Why can't I enjoy my nice spaghetti meal in the movie theater, D? Like, I'm tired of being judged by all you, you hoity-toity people. I'm tired of living in judgment. He does not like it. He doesn't like when people, like, look no. down no, on no, him. No, 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 no. That's the thing. He doesn't care because he's still going to do it. 
but he gets like this anger and this rage about being looked down. He does, upon. and it's so, and you can see it too. How easily he fits in. Mac does this too, but it's like easier to understand with. But like Dennis again, the restaurant episode when they go to fucking get the what is it, the halibut? Yeah, <laughs> like and they're like, we'll have your finest halibut. And the guy's like, well, the fish factory isn't where, so we don't have halibut today. And he's like, why is it on the menu if you don't have halibut? Like, and Charlie's like getting into it too. He's like, why is it listed? Why did you say halibut? He's like, I yeah. didn't say halibut. I said we don't have halibut. Why did you say you had halibut? Right. I, oh my god, that poor waiter at Cugino's. Oh my god. You just, I, I don't even know how that dude kept going back to work after what they did to him. But, um, yeah, I mean, I will not hear any other house for Charlie no. Kelly. I, I mean, I, I will say, it. like, this is a little, like, extra add-on or whatever. Um, the second, I think, I think it's called Charlie Work Again or whatever. It's when they go to the Super Bowl and they leave him behind. Um, and he's, and Charlie is, like, extremely superstitious, which mm-hmm. I think fits very well with a Ravenclaw because you're like, I did this thing and it worked. So yep. obviously I have to keep doing it. So he's literally got his like foot in a fucking bear trap. It's a long <laughs> ass story. And, and, and he has to eat something brown. So he eats a rat alive because, because the, the Patriots or not the the Eagles need to win the World Series. And he has to eat he has to eat something brown, drink something green, and drinks and some drink something yellow. So he eat, he eats a live rat. He drinks his piss and he drinks green paint. Yep. <laughs> green paint. And he's like, and I'm the reason the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Yep. And he's decided it's true. So it's true. And he doesn't really ever feel the need to explain himself ever, which is another big reason. No, thing. It's either no. like get on board with it or. But when he does explain it, himself, it. <laughs> No, it doesn't make sense. Nobody understands. No, but, but it makes complete sense. It yeah, makes it's every time. Sense. Yeah. Except for instances where, like, we were talking about this episode yesterday where uh, it's the lotto episode and the piano's coming to fall and it's going <laughs> to hit Mac and whatever. And Charlie's distracted because he says, I found a perfectly nice pile of dog shit to step into. And what? And everyone just like, what? He's like, yeah, it's perfectly good pile of dog shit. I wanted to step in it. Yeah, I'll eat that hot pocket out of the dumpster. Yeah, I'll Rachel eat keeps, this rat hole Rachel keeps alive. Rachel it, how he said, but, like, the actual act of him doing it. Like, he yeah. and Mac are walking down the street. And the I really I face. really think Mac is like, look, dog shit. And then Charlie, like, steps out of his way and steps yeah. in it. And Mac is like, did you go out of your way to step in that dog shit? And Charlie's like, what? Yeah, perfectly nice about dog shit. What? What are you talking about? And and this is the thing. And then oh my god. And then when they're like arguing, and Charlie just doesn't doesn't get it. They're having a discussion. He just doesn't understand. And they'll be talking about him, like Dennis and Mac. We having conversation. Like he he's not understanding it. Just just let it go. And Charlie's like, yeah. It's like that dude doesn't even get us, man. They're like we're talking about you. And he's like, yeah, that guy doesn't know. <laughs> no, That's I Charlie. Almost, I almost think at that point that like I almost think it's saving face at that point. Like he didn't realize it to begin with, but then they're like, oh, yeah. it's you. And he's like, ah, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. Know. well, listen, Charlie said it best himself. He's the wild card, okay? And he truly is. He'll cut the brakes, jump out of the van, live in the streets. Uh, whatever he needs to do, he's never going to die. You're not going to kill him. He'll kill all of them. He cut the brakes, but he's not going to die. He's going to jump out the back and survive because that's his system. Mm-hmm. Because he's a Ravenclaw. I can't believe it, but it's true. Case closed. <laughs> oh, Charlie. My God. 
Y'all, Ravenclaws, you're something else, dude. Mm -hmm. Your brains are, oh my God, what's going on up here? To quote the man. (laughs) (laughs) What is up, guys? I'm trying to see more Ravenclaws in media. I think they're hilarious. We love It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, The actors, the people who created are amazing people. The characters are terrible. They are hilarious because they're bad and because they're terrible. I personally find the humor in that. Lauren loves it. We love it. And the show wouldn't have 15 seasons and be signed up for four more if it wasn't amazing. So mm-hmm. if you're here and you're listening, you've probably watched it. And or you're I hope, interested in it. Or you're interested in it. And I hope that we've either convinced you to watch it or that you agree with our sorting. I especially want to hear from people about our sort for Charlie. So as always... You can find us on Twitter, on Instagram, sub underscore pod. Come and yell at us. Come yell with us. We want to hear from you. Also, please rate us. Please we rate us on Apple Podcasts. 14 five-star ratings, which is awesome. I want we are all the five-star five star women. We are five-star people. But I want 25 five-star ratings because I don't feel valid as a person. <laughs> until what are you, 25. a Gryffindor? <laughs> right. I'm the one who doesn't feel validated. Okay. I need it. Logically, I need numbers, though. So, <laughs> Okay, give the Slytherin the numbers. Give the Gryffindor the validation. If you like what you've heard, let us know. If you don't, let us know. Just not on Apple Podcasts. And then recommend it to someone that you don't like. <laughs> so we get more listens, okay? In two weeks, um, mm-hmm. we're going to do Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Rachel and I are newly in love with Bucky Barnes. So. This is true. This is true. We watched the entire MCU and had absolutely no inclination to him whatsoever until this show. Um, yep. So, so I'm advertising coming. it. I'm advertising it now because, uh, listen, I know there's a lot of fuckies out there, and you need to come listen to the episode. So, what the fuck is a fucky? A fucky? It's Falcon yeah. and Bucky. It's what like their, their ship, ship name. name. Yeah, it's what their ship name is. I'm not up to the lingo with you kids. I know. Whatever floats your boat. Enjoy. Uh, we, that is coming up next, though. And Lauren is plastered. I am so wasted. So we are going to wrap this up. Thank you very much for I'm listening. I'm going we to love do an you. episode of Bedwood and Behead. <laughs> and she's on her it. way right now to go record <laughs> Bedwood Behead. Hey, shout out to Bedwood Behead shout Pod. Out. Listen to those lovely ladies. They're hilarious. You like Fuck, Mary Kill? Who doesn't? <clears throat> and they're so good at it. Listen to them. We love them. They're amazing. All right, my friends. Thank you very much for listening. We'll catch you two Tuesdays from now. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Sort of Brilliant. If our sorting choices inspired any rage or excitement, we'd love to hear from you. We're open to feedback, suggestions for characters to sort, and solid counter arguments with citations. Never forget your citations. You can find us hanging out on Twitter and Instagram at SOB underscore pod or shoot us an email at sortofbrilliant at gmail.com. And since we're not above begging, please rate and subscribe to Sort of Brilliant on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please share our posts on social media. And if you're a Gryffindor, maybe you'll inspire sorting fights among your own friend group. The theme music is Hot Shot by Scott Holmes. Can't wait to sort with you again next time. Bye!